Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. 15% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $18.69. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Wednesday the 1st, good morning, Wednesday the 1st of June, Izzy and Ken Pete for breakfast. Kia ora, uncle, kei te pehi a koe. Oh, paiana, paiana, yeah, morena, Izzy, looking forward to today, got a big show, mate, we've got lots on. Yeah, big, big show coming up through the morning, happy 1st of the month, wake up, wake up, wake up, it's the 1st of the month, 1st of June, we're halfway through the year, oh, time is flying at the moment but yes uncle big show coming up one more sleep till we get a gauge of where the black caps are at as they take on a new look england side with our very own baz mccullum at the helm we chatted to baz earlier wow a little a bit of a different baz he was sitting next to rob key his boss didn't really give us much as he's uh, preparing for his first assignment. Under lock and key. Yeah, under lock and key. Well, I'm Rob Key. He's out for dinner. Um, but great to have a little catch up with uh, Baz and see where he's at. They're, they're playing uh, the Black Caps tomorrow and it is live here on SCNZ. You can catch all the action. Remember that. So tune in tomorrow night. It all starts and we get to see where our Black Caps are at. And uh, maybe who we, who we spoke about selections yesterday. We're going to give our predictions later on in the show as well. And speaking of the other side, June 13, the All Blacks are being named. So Kempi and myself will start it off naming our loose head props as we name our 23 heading towards that first test match against the Irish. 
in the start of July, but they named their first squad June 13th. Awesome, looking forward to that one. And well, Monday, we spoke to his better half, and today we'll speak to the man himself. Lethan has stunned the racing world when he announced on Saturday that he is retiring from all racing after that Queensland derby uh, group one win. So we're going to have a chat to Leith and us looking forward to that. And then to finish the show, we're actually in the New Zealand rugby uh, NZR headquarters here in Auckland. And, uh, Far in our headquarters. Yeah, yeah. They're upstairs. We're downstairs. We, we, we rock the bottom floor. They're in the penthouse up there, though, eh? No, they're just over there. Oh, they're down the dark corridor. That's right. <laughs> Turn right. <laughs> Turn right. Uh, we're going to have a chat to Steen Lancaster. Steen Lancaster's GM of community uh, rugby. And uh, we're coming up to Thursday, tomorrow, the vote for the Silver Lakes deal, so we'll have a chat to him about that. But awesome to be able to chat to Steve Lancaster. I know, Uncle, we always talk about it. Community rugby, pathways, depth, the numbers playing. So Steve Lancaster will have a real good gauge on that. Yeah, oh, look, I, I read that article um, that we, we're talking about today, and to, I just thought, you know, what a fantastic initiative, the under-85 um, final being played in a big, in a, on a big stage. I think, and, it's, and I think it's needed not just in rugby union, I think across the board in collision sport to give the smaller kids mm. an opportunity. We, we tried it in rugby league in 2010. We went to an under-85 Monday night school competition, mate, and it went off. It went off. All the little white white North Shore boys yep. that couldn't play against the bigger Polynesian boys came out of the woodwork, and, man, did they give it a crack. They gave it an absolute crack. So I'm looking forward to hearing his philosophies around the future of grassroots rugby at Wait for Age. Mm, that's good. Yeah, No, you're, you're right on the money there because I've got a few mates that play. Um, you'd know the team up here, the Squids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yep, squids. squids at University. Varsity. Varsity yep. Squids. Yeah, they're loose. They are loose, and we spoke to the Bush Pigs, Carisbrook Bush Pigs. Dom, who's, Dom who texts the show, yep. the lads down there play at Oraki for, um, uh, what are they, Grammar Tech? Mm. Grammar Tech. I think. Yeah, it'll be them. Yep, yep. Um, but like it's like you said, Uncle, like just catering for everyone, all shapes and sizes, and that competition's just gaining so much traction, mate. There's some hype around that under-85s. Like, there's... Yeah, Carisbrook Bush Peaks, Laurie Main's coming in, they've got a GM, they've got a you know, they've probably got a physio fitness trainers and everything. Like that's how professional this thing's starting to get. Yeah, John Leslie, you got Graham so Graham Henry, he's the ambassador for the uh, whole kind of competition and he he's a massive supporter of it and has been for a long time. So when you get the weight of those sorts of rugby identities buying in, because at the end of the day something had to give. Uh, something had to give as far as where we were going to find a new crop of players from because mm. the sport was changing. And this is it. So, yeah, Steve Lancaster. And, and I knew you'd love chatting to Steve Lancaster, Kempi, because, and you too, is he? We've been talking about that gap between school and club rugby. Yeah. And we've, over the last couple of weeks, it's been a real focus of ours. So, Steve will be able to kind of answer those questions and mm. get, just get his read on where we're at. And then, what can Silver Lake deal which midday tomorrow is a special general meeting just down the road, d- down that corridor there in the New Zealand Rugby boardroom. There's a special general meeting which will change the, change the way rugby is considered, played, viewed, spectated, all of it, lived in New Zealand forever, really. So what's that, what does that do to the grassroots and the community game? It'll be interesting to find out what Steve thinks. Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to that. It's just, um, mate, it's been a long process, a long, tedious process, but it had to be because there were so many decisions that needed to be made, you know, where the rug, uh, where the money's going to go, like we're selling the brand and, and situations that just you can't take lightly, lightly, I should say. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long process. Tomorrow afternoon we'll get a bit more of an understanding, but I'm really looking forward to 
just chatting to him, yeah, just about the the money. How do we keep the uh, the pathways going? What kind of competitions has he got catering? And has he thought about those situations with high school, how, trying to have a real good connection to ensure, like, cause at the moment, I like we spoke about it yesterday. The club, they're skipping club rugby, and without our clubs, grassroots is is dying, and and it's gonna and it's gonna continue to die. So how do we maintain? Uh, and encourage these younger players from schools to go along, be a part of these clubs, and and have that real connection with the clubs. What's the connection like with New Zealand rugby with our local clubs? Are they getting out? Are they showing the support for them? Yeah, and and clubs are more than just a sports club too. You know, like mm. they're they're a place. Uh, I always call them a safe haven for kids to go and 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 let off some steam in a in a, in a sporting environment. I, I think. You know, one of the big things that you're talking about here is the unions coming up here, the Players Association being a part of it. You've got the players' voice, the club voice, um, all around the same table talking about the future of the game of rugby in in New Zealand. Mate, I wish rugby league was like that. You're talking about the, the, the volunteers. Like, our clubs and our districts don't get a say in the game. Mm. You know, it's a broken model in rugby league and, mm. and, and there's no trickle-down to our clubs and this is what the Silver Lake deal is going to do for clubs and rugby union. It's really exciting times for them, honestly. They're going to, I think this, I think what the deal is going to do is put them in a position where Steve Lancaster can actually run a program and know wholeheartedly that he can run it across the country because he's going to have the finances to pay for it. Yeah, bang on. And there's no reason that private, we haven't really had too much private equity uh, mix and co-mingle with New Zealand sports. Um Yet, like these big, uh, big sporting bodies in New Zealand. So if this goes well, I mean, it's going to open the avenue and it's going to open eyes for other sports. Dom double eight double three, <laughs> team of big post text fan. He's lined you up, is he? He has, is he, bro? You don't support the squids. You support the G Tech Tanifa, and that is from Dom. So he's listening. <laughs> he's always up nice and early, old Dom. Appreciate the message, mate. It's like the Clifton boys <laughs> yesterday, mate. We were talking about Stratford. You know, there's only one club in Taranaki. Yeah, well, you know that we've actually we, we tried to follow that up, but no one will talk to us from down there. Oh, you want someone from Clifton? No, 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 no one will talk to us. Ah. Oh. Because they, they heard Kempi say that Tony yesterday. Kemp. <laughs> is that right? Serious? They've put the kibosh on. They said wow. we heard Kempi lying, and Mate. so Taranaki's turned on us. <laughs> oh no! They, pro- they probably don't want to come and tell the truth. We probably can't, all day. We probably can't even get Alan Sherrick to answer the phone. <laughs> Big Al. Big Al. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Kempi. Obviously, hey, uh, Zverev. If you're just tuning in this morning, we've got India playing South Africa in an ODI right now. Uh, India's chasing 297, they're 165 for three, so that'll be a great finish. And Zverev has just knocked out, knocked off Alcaraz to be the first semi-finalist confirmed. Zverev has obviously been knocking on the door for a long time, the young German, um, and he's he's got a massive result here by knocking off the guy that was probably going to take the torch from Rafa as far as they reckon the next Clay King. Um, the young Carlos Alcaraz. So it's interesting. And at 6.45 this morning, Novak Djokovic versus said Rafa Nadal. What a matchup in the quarterfinals this will be. You expect nothing less than a massive, massive grind to see these guys go hard at each other. Boys, we went out for dinner last night. Um, yeah. Nice little, what did you make of the food? Good, that was good. That was good. good, good little, catch up with the team. Um, good Italian. We've obviously got a new team together, so it was awesome to get everyone together with uh, with our partners. Uh, obviously, the kitchen's still lacking in that department, but that's okay. Mm. 
single is uh, is oh, how no. they want to be able to mingle. Appreciate it. But no, it was a lovely night. And awesome to be able to meet the girls and and get them together and just have a real catch up and, and just kind of connect because I'm in Christchurch. You guys are up here holding the fort down. It's kind of tough to build that chemistry and, and be able to build this, those relationships. So for us to be able to get out, lads. And How good is it just to have a clean run at socialising without COVID? Mm, yeah. You know, like... Not worrying about having to go into another lockdown, like yeah. isn't it just so good you can now like you can build connections with people not necessarily well professionally but personally or whatever and know that you're not about to be stuck in your house for like we've kind of broken the back of it you like can, insane times we've lived through over the last eighteen months eh? Hey? you can tell who's from Christchurch because Daisy was still rocking the mask <laughs> around outside and inside you know <laughs> everyone's looking at it going mate. That was two years ago. Come on, move on. Get your mask off your mug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good night. Good catch up. Yeah, I love, I love that social, um, that socialising that we can do and get to know people. Like, you know, meeting Daisy for the first time and and catching up with Shannon again and the girls having a chat and a natter. You know, it was good leaving them down the other end of the table. So, mate, I just, yeah, I guess it's built part of building the team. You know, like we've got a pretty good team here, I think, and and. Um, you know, you're right, is you come up, you know, you sh- you sh- you sh- you're rocking your identity <laughs> products and you're doing all your mahi and, and to be able to get out at night and, and sit down and just have a couple of quiet ones is good good work. What are you laughing at, Louis? No. <laughs> you're just trying to poke the bear with, with Daisy. Oh, you were poking be, the bear last no, night. No, no, all no, night. no, no. And I was, just, I was down the other no, end. No. I look over, I just felt like I was getting daggers no, in my no, back. No, 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 you were From uh, Daisy. D- I mean, it was good <laughs> to. Louis was just prodding her. Uh, just I was not. That is, a, that, is a, that is incorrect as a lie. I was just laughing in my head at the. Um, we had the story recited, and, and loyalists of the show will remember this one when Daggy's. Taking Daisy's dad's big lawnmower out oh. and cut down a power pole in Gisborne and take it out the hole. And he's nearly, he's gone to, and then just losing it when Daisy's run. Oh, his dear dad's seen you and he's like run over because he thinks you're about to grab I wasn't going to pick up the power line. Okay. <laughs> just, I was staring at it. I was staring at the power line going, how am I able to fix this without anyone knowing? But the, I didn't know that I just knocked out the whole power in Gisborne. Okay. So I didn't know that. But I was staring at it going, oh. Can I fix this? And then David's like, yes, no, you can. get away. Yeah, and I was like, okay, Bob, sorry. Bob the builder, mate. Hey, um, Joe clearly enjoyed a couple of Peronis last night. Did you, Joe? I did, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed you didn't turn Izzy's mic on this morning. Yeah, that's been a bit rough. It's two back-to-back <laughs> late nights for me. First job of the day. <laughs> yeah, no, a, a big failure. It's great catching up with the lads. Uh, it, it's clear that I don't know anything about geography. Uh, that was uh, revealed last night. But other than that, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know if you heard that one is, but the the kitchen there we're talking about Kez and he's got this new beautiful BMW that he's driving around and he's he's Does got he? a bit of a heavy right foot. He's got a bit of a heavy right foot. And uh, Joe's talking about the way he drives, and I says, "Oh, where does he come from every morning, mate? Because he's, he's always seems to be in a hurry." And Kez goes, "He lives in Walkworth." Hey, so, if you know geography, Walkworth is, is if you're driving casually, Walkworth's an hour away. I'm going, so what, he's up at like three o'clock, three o'clock to get here on time for work. He goes, yeah, oh, I think so, yeah, he lives in Walkworth. He comes, he's flying down here, he's doing 100 miles an hour every day, and Louis just looking at him, shaking his head, going, you got no idea, mate. <laughs> Fanua Pai. Completely different place. Oh, wow. But, yeah, that's, that's our wee Joseph. He's just got a lot to learn. Yeah. A lot.
Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Tim, you've come through about the club rugby. You want to see a good example of club rugby? Privilege down here is at the centre of the community. Easily 2,000 people down there for club day. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. And hey, Canterbury. Great club. Yeah, Privilege, it is. It's very established. Lots of Canterbury country players come out of there. Um, and yeah, it's awesome to see and keep those coming through. We we want you to pump up your clubs. We will never not read a text about your club. Are you, are you guys know head of that club called Clifton? No, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait question of the day. Clifton the big red dog. <laughs> no man, not not too sure. Hey, speaking of rugby, um Less club rugby, more let's talk elite of elite rugby for my can't wait question of the day today. Liam Napier with the scoop. Ooh, scoops Napier back at work with his man bun. Uh Richie Moonga. Looks like he signed a one-year deal mm. with the NZR, so he's through to the next end of next year with the World Cup. And after that, he has very publicly said that he is really keen to go to Japan for one or two years. He even poked fun at Damien McKenzie and Bowden Barrett by saying, look at someone like DMAC who's been able to go over there and have a huge influence. It's quite funny because Baz Bowden Barrett was there the year before, and they lost in the final. DMAC are lost in the final too. So maybe I can take Suntory one better. <laughs> so Richie Moonga has pretty much outed himself saying he's off. He's gone. He's leaving New Zealand after the World Cup. Bowden Barrett, as he is at an age now, I think, what, Bodie would be 31 or thereabouts. He's going to get us through the next World Cup. He's one of the most crucial players on the All Black squad. But after then, no one would ever probably question if Bowden went overseas. No one's going to hold that against him. And it would make perfect sense for him to go chase some more yen or some euro or have a different experience at that point in his career. So I can't wait question of the day for you on double eight double three and 0800 150 is. If you take Bodie and you take Richie out post the World Cup, who is the first five to take the ABs forward in the future? Because that's only 18 months away, really. It is not that long away. We're halfway through this year, World Cup next year, and in 2024, we'll probably have a new All Blacks first five of Richie, and, and we're just reading between the lines with Bodie, and, and he might stay, so that's fine. But we need to think contingencies, and we need to think who's next. So, 0800-150-811, who is the first five to take the All Blacks forward in the future, their names not being Bowden Barrett or Richie Moonga? Izzy Dag's answer after this, Tony Kemp as well. 20 minutes past six, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.